Welcome to the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight Podcast, the show that takes a deep dive into local businesses and the individuals that run our community. To guide you along the way, here's your host, Jacob Bittner. We're not in Fergus, people. We are outside of Fergus today. We are expanding into Lakes Country territory with the Fergus Falls Business Spotlight. I'm excited. I'm out here in Ottertail at the Williams Company store with uh, Marnie and Sarah. How are you guys doing today? Most excellent. We're doing great. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I have spent the last about hour or so just kind of enjoying the store. I came in and got some lunch. Um, It's a nice little like lake boutique coffee shop thing i mean i don't know exactly is that is that would that is that like an accurate um assessment just like in a few words a lake boutique that's a great description yeah it's a very 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 comforting store we're going to talk about some events you guys have you guys do music here you guys are you know we're just talking about animals and how you're trying to raise money for the humane society and doing all that stuff so there's definitely a lot of good stuff that's happening here at the williams company store and i'm excited to hear about how it came to be and how you guys are running it and, and, and how it fits into our community. So Dan, your husband couldn't join us today. Right. He was unable to join us. So he sent the ladies to represent the, the company's uh, image here on the podcast. So we volunteered to be here. We volunteered. Well, I am very, very blessed. And, and thank you very much for uh, taking the time out of your day this afternoon to join me. Absolutely. So, yeah. Um, before we get going, you guys served me this cup of coffee here. It's a very good cup of coffee. It's a very good latte. Um, I'm kind of partial to my sponsor, Stumbinos. I got to say, Stumbinos, proud sponsor of the show, Stumbinos. And uh, they make a really good cup of coffee. So I'm not sure where you guys, it sounds like it might be like a mystery where the beans are sourced from here, but they're not Stumbinos, I don't think. But they are Minnesota beans, it sounds like. But that's about a, all we get It to is know. an organic bean made, uh, roasted here in Minnesota. We too also like Stumbinos coffee when I'm in that area. That's what I like to drink. Mm, well, you are in that area. You're I, here. You're I, here. You are in that I, area. Over in the Fergus area <laughs> that's specifically. Fair. That's fair. That's yes. fair. Yes. Um, on top of Stumbinos, I do have to thank uh, the uh, the Elevate Dispensary, uh, Lakes Area Grow Co. Um, you know, taking Fergus to uh, to new levels there, downtown Fergus Falls, and then uh, Victor Lundin's Hotel Eight and Biffley's Bookmark. Just very, very, very uh, happy to have you guys joining the show and supporting me. So, um, all right. How do we want to do this? Should we get Marnie, should we get you and Dan's background first? Should I get like, so Sarah's your guys' manager. Yes. She runs the store. Um, and it sounds like what you've been with these guys every day. Yep. You're with these guys every day. Well, yeah, they're, they're working right there with us. Gotcha. Um, so how long have you, Marnie, how long have you and Dan been in the area for? Dan and I, um, actually bought property 25 years ago on Eastleaf Lake and, started building a small house on that property and we lived in the twin cities and we would come to town and visit the Williams company store as it was owned by the previous owner, Pam Williams. So we started in coming here in 1998. Okay. We purchased the business from Pam Williams in 2014. Okay. So you guys, are from Wisconsin? We are actually from the Twin Cities. Twin um, Cities. Burnsville. Burnsville. And that's uh, where you guys both grew up? Dan was born and raised in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I was actually, um, I lived in Wisconsin when I was a kid. Okay. So growing up, how did, when did you guys, how old were you guys when you met? We met, um, we met at work. We both worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield and that's, that's where we met. Oh, okay. So what was, uh, I always like to do this, um, try to uncover the love stories if they ever come up on the podcast. Do you have like a, what was the, what was the initial, um, spark? Is it just, you guys were just sharing and doing blue cross blue shield stuff. I mean, what was the, he walked in, you just couldn't resist or. I was a security guard at the front desk. (laughs) (laughs) I was working as a security guard, uh, during my, um, the summer of, uh, summer break from college 
And he was working there in the print shop. He had gone um, to school to be a printer and that's where he was working. And that's, that's when I met him. Gotcha. And does Dan have a music background? Cause so Dan, I think I first saw Dan or I didn't meet him that night, but um, it might've been his first night playing with blue red roses out at Fergus brewing. Oh yeah. Um, and so he, he's a drummer with those guys, I think. Yes. And then he does, sounds like Sarah, you and Dan play some music as yeah. well. Um, so he's my guitarist. So where does his, uh, and this is why it would have been great to have him on, but I'll just get it from you. Where does his music background come from? Is that before you guys met? Yes. So okay. Dan uh, went to high school um, at Creton um, Military School down in St. Paul, and he and some of his buddies formed um, a band. And so they did parties and stuff when they were teenagers and, and played for different events. And um, that's how he got started in, in music. And then um, after we got married, he sort of just did stuff on his own. He wasn't in a band um, with with those guys. But he had been in a couple different bands. And then uh, he really picked up his music again after we moved here to Ottertail. Okay. Um, he had some opportunities to, he played the drums at a local church. Um, and then we just started meeting more people doing music and he just kind of got back into it. And his mother, Valerie, actually, is uh, just has a great love for music. And so um, she just kind of kept supporting him and, and, and uh, encouraged him encouraging him to buy different guitars and learn how to play them. Gotcha. And she actually had wanted to learn how to play the lap steel guitar as an 83 year old woman. There you go. And so they would take trips to, um, to the guitar um, stores and, and just look at guitars all the time. And they would, she would, he would play music for her. And um, just through meeting different people in the store, we just met different musicians and started having music here in the store um, with different people that we met. And we started out by having other musicians here, hiring them to uh, play music in the backyard in the summer and music uh, in the store every once in a while. And through some of our connections, we met Dan and Mary of Blue Red Roses. Okay. Uh, we met uh, <clears throat> Nate Froning uh, with Tainted Vibes, and he's you know doing a bunch of wonderful things. And uh, just a bunch of different musicians also. And so he started playing with Dan and Mary. And initially we hired them um, here to play in the store. And uh, we had some jam sessions, and they just really clicked, and they asked him to do some drumming for him. So that's awesome. kind of where that started. Awesome. So, and we're going to get Sarah's story in a second, but <laughs> yeah, career wise before, cause this is kind of a, I don't want to date you guys, but this is a later in life venture yeah. sort of opening up. This is sort of a second career move for you guys. What was your career? what did you guys do for careers prior to the Williams company store here? So Dan was in the printing industry. He worked at Blue Cross Blue Shield of Minnesota. And then he, uh, from there, uh, worked uh, at another startup company for printing and um, got that business up and running. And then um, I also worked for Blue Cross Blue Shield and I worked for Iron Mountain, a couple different companies. And um, we had some job changes that um, we just really didn't want to do. Mm -hmm. And so we decided to ask Pam Williams if we could buy her store. Actually, I asked her. Dan came home and I said, I just kind of did a thing. <laughs> I just did a thing. And he said, oh, well, that's interesting. And we started talking to Pam from there. It took us three years of chatting with her about buying the business. And then in 2014, we bought the business. Gotcha. And then you guys have been here since, living yeah. above the store since? Yes. And it's a beautiful, we're in this beautiful apartment up yeah. above the store here. It's very, very, yeah. very nice. Um, so we'll pause on that. I'm going to get Sarah's story and then we'll kind of pick up on, on the store Absolutely. and everything like the history of the store. I don't know how much you got from Pam about the history of the place, but I'd love to hear anything that she passed on to you about that. So, um, but Sarah, Sarah Munson. Yeah. Hi guys. Hey. Um, <laughs> so where, what's your story? Where are you from? I grew up in the Brainerd Lakes area, moved to North Carolina in 2005 and spent 10 years there. And then I moved back to Minnesota, uh, 15 years later and, uh, been, um, been just, I found Otter Tail in 2021 in the fall and this has been my home. Okay. So. 
So growing up, you graduated from Brainerd or North Carolina? Well, I moved when I was 15, but I did miss home so much that I went back to school and graduated from mm-hmm. high school in Pine River. In Pine River. Mm-hmm. Where's Pine River? North of Brainerd. North of Brainerd. And, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, what, what years did you say you were in North Carolina? Uh, 2005 till 2020. Okay. So that, that would have been, what year did you graduate high school then? 2008. Yeah. Okay. 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 Sweet. What part of North Carolina? Um, Raleigh. Kind of towns around there. It really grew a bunch. I'm happy to be back in a small town. So what, uh, what's your, like, mm-hmm. what was your life growing up like as a kid? You were seeing a little bit with Dan now. You just mm-hmm. kind of got into that. Is that mm-hmm. a newer life thing for you? It to is get into a newer, it is like something that we've always done, but I didn't know I was any good at it. Um, I just like to do it and I would get into some choir programs or do a musical at the school. And I, I got to be Audrey and <laughs> in the little shop of horrors. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's kind of my big claim to fame when I was 15. So I've always liked to perform. I just didn't know, you know, people would want to hear me. And so I never considered joining a band and then I did and it was fun. So it, and and it's I, still fun. So I got to, I met you guys. Mm-hmm. I met um, the Williams company store crew out at Testy Fest, <laughs> out at the testicle festival. Oh, yeah. So that was, uh, I think, and you were singing, you sang four songs, I think with Darren Quam yeah. and friends. Um, it was great. It was great. You Thanks. got a great voice. Yeah, you're a great <laughs> singer. But uh, that was just a fun, fun way to fun way to meet some good community members. You know, if you guys haven't been out to Testicle mm-hmm. Festival, it happens once a year. You know, you probably need to go at least once in a lifetime. Maybe not. You probably don't need to go once a year, but <laughs> at least once in your life. <laughs> we were so thrilled to go to our, my first Testy Festy and try the Testies. Yeah, it and was it was good. great to meet you and yeah. your buddy there that yeah, night too. It was, it was awesome. So, um. You, you said you went to college? I didn't say it. You didn't go to college. <laughs> you didn't say that. I didn't, I didn't say, say that. it. So what I did was take a boot camp for web development in 2021. Okay. Yeah. That, okay. Gotcha. So so what did you do after high school then? I did go to college. I just wasn't any good at it. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I wanted to. I don't know. that. I feel like that's a really overwhelming phase of life. So all of my 20s, you know, just learning how to love yourself and kind of choose your path that way. Um, and it's not necessarily going to fit in a box, especially for artists. So um, I was really lucky to find the community here and then um, start start learning a bunch of things that are really important for career and um, success in life. And I just feel like I was missing that for a long time before. So what'd you do for work? Like oh, I was a 20s? server. Server, yeah. okay. Yeah. Spent a lot of time in the service industry. There we go. Service industry work, so yeah. And yep. some other things. I was a junk remover because I'm so strong. A what? Like junk, a, junk hauler. Like a cleaning a, out houses? Cleaning drive out. a big truck and it's just back it up to the dump and unload the junk that you hauled. There you go. Yeah. I don't know. Go. I'm just a social creature. And that was all in North Carolina mainly. So like yeah. most of your adult life was in North Carolina. Yes. Gotcha. And then, um, what brought you to this area? Mom, when I needed her to, to take support of me over the winter when I was in boot camp, I wanted to quit the job and change careers and just really focus on the boot coding camp. boot camp. Coding, coding boot camp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No military background no military for me. Boot camp. <laughs> um, but you're not coding. You are running the no. Williams Company store instead. Yeah, I'm helping so, here. Yeah. Um, did you have like a computer science background or just no? An it was just sort or? of that like marketing scheme where it's like anybody can do this. You just need to. Mm. You know, like, they commit. like roped you in on Udemy or something. Well, yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. You could say that. <laughs> they roped you in on some, some ad, some ad. They got you. But yeah. so you went through the camp though. You finished it. Yeah. But you didn't end up getting work because, because you ended up here. Because it just wasn't meant to be, Jacob. No. It wasn't meant Mm-mm. to be. Okay. Yeah. So how did you, then you guys cross paths just by you coming in here, I assume? Yeah. You, you were like a regular. Oh my gosh. Yeah. When you come in here, you meet Marnie and then she just speaks to you. And for me, it was, hey, you want a job? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm probably going to need a job when I get out of the boot camp. So I'm just warning you guys, I'm only going to be here for a couple of months, couple of weeks. I don't know, just a short time. Like, I'm, I just want to, I need to make a little money before I find my next job. Well, they kept putting things into me, speaking kind words and just, I don't know, just raising my whole energy up. And um, and I don't know, like, there's just so much that we can cover on 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 the store and what it does for the community and what it does for individuals and, Mm. and the people who are running it, Dan and Marnie. So I think that this is going to be really interesting podcast because there's so many directions we can go and talk. Well, no, I'm interested in, uh, so you started just working here as an employee yeah, and that was 2022. Okay. Last year, a year and a half, like a year and a half. It'll be two years in March. 
Gotcha. And then you started just like as a barista or whatever, and then they hired you as a manager. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Did you have, did you guys have someone managing the store prior to Sarah? No, we have never had a store manager. Okay. And we saw the potential in Sarah and um, invited her to, to be a part of that position. And she just kind of took it to a level that we never could have hoped for. So talk to me about the history of Williams Company Store. Do you know how far back it goes? So the building was built in the early 1900s, and the original owners were uh, general, they, they ran it as a general store, and they were also the community undertakers. What's that? What's that so mean? that's when you are preparing the body of a deceased person okay. for their funeral. Okay. And back in the early 1900s, obviously, they weren't doing like the formaldehyde and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, they were just, people would come and pick out a casket to bury their loved one in. And then uh, the undertaker would prepare the body, get it, get them dressed in their Sunday best, if you will. And then take the casket either back to the parlor or wherever the memorial service was that going was to be. That was happening here in this building. So, yes. Yeah, so the upstairs Whoa. part of the apartment. Where we are right now. Where we're sitting actually was... The casket showroom. There we go. How about that? And then the other half of the, <laughs> I know, right? The other yeah. half of the building was then the space where they lived. Dang. So there are customers that would come in and tell me about um, when they were kids, they would play up here because they were members of the family and they would come up here and play hide and seek in the casket showroom. Do you guys ever get any weird energies up yes. here? Yeah. <laughs> I bet. I bet. Yes. <laughs> I bet. Um, we have stories. Yeah. You got, you care to share one. Sure. Uh, We had adopted a dog from the St. Cloud Humane Society when we moved here um, because we told our daughter that we would do that when we moved here, that she could have a dog. And the dog's name was Maya. And the dog would stand on her hind legs and just sniff the air in one particular spot in the the store downstairs. And then um, you would call to her and she would get down on all fours and just stand and look at you, but refuse to come to you and then stand back up on her hind feet and just sniff the air in that space. And then up here in the apartment, that wall behind you, she would just stand and stare at that wall. Hmm. How about that? (laughs) And lots of other weird stories. I mean, there's just sounds and noises and things that have happened that, don't seem like consequences or uh, not consequences don't seem like coincidences. Mm. Um, so thinking you hear people coming up the steps and no one's there. That's happened a few times. So sorry, what year was that again that they were doing the early 1900s, early 1900s. So the Williams company store was like a multi-generation Pam sold it. She, she was like multi-generation family business and then sold it to you guys. So sort of, yes. So the store had, the building has always been some sort of a general store. Um, this building, this building. Okay. Yep. Other people, there are a series of people who've owned it, um, throughout the years. And then, um, Pam bought the building and restored it and turned it into the Williams company. Was store. that her, was that not written originally named the Williams company store then? No. Okay. It was just the low. So that, what year did she start? She that bought then? it. I believe it was in 2003, 2003. Okay. Okay. Cause I heard, automatically where my mind goes when I hear the company store, you know, the song I, uh, I, um, what is it? How does it go? Um, I owe my soul to the company <laughs> store. <laughs> so there was a, you know, back in like the mining communities back in way back when they would have basically the, the same company that ran the mine also owned the grocery store and the gas station and also owned the apartment complexes. So you literally paid the company store and you owed everything to the company. You'd work for the company and then you'd pay, they'd get all your money. And so it's like, you know, right. always be owing your soul to the company store. That's what, that's all I can think of when I hear the company store. <laughs> well, it's my understanding that Ottertail was the original county seat because of the railroad. It was. And there are pictures on the internet. We have a few pictures of the building back in the day. And there were horses tied to posts out front of the building and buggies. And um, back in the day, it was... This is where it was at. Yeah. I talked to Chris Schulke, who's the Ottertail County Historical Society. He's the director of the Historical Society there. And I forget why it ended up moving to Fergus, why the 
why Fergus Falls ended up being the town in Otter. I'll have to listen back to that episode or talk to Chris about it another time. But yeah, Otter Tail City was the was the spot. And it, and it would be interesting to see what the world would look like now if things hadn't changed, if Fergus hadn't grown and this, if this area had grown more, you know, because I think that this it's a lot closer to a lot of the things we enjoy here. I mean, this is the lakes country that so many people enjoy about Minnesota. It's out here. It's not necessarily in the town of Fergus Falls. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see if this would area would have developed more and it might still develop more in the future. It could become an actual city. What's, do you know what the population here is here in Ottertail? When we moved here in 2014, I think it was 450 something. Okay. And now I think the sign has changed and I, I haven't paid attention to it lately, but it's close to there's, double. Yeah. There's, there's quite a bit. There's at least 200 more people here just in the 10 years that we've been here. Gotcha. And we meet people every day who say, I just moved here. I moved here from here or there or the other place. And I love it here. And it's like living in Mayberry here in Ottertail. And, hmm. and it's true. It is. Um, we have some, um, we have some longstanding families that um, were the backbone of this town mm. and um and a lot of those people those families are still in this area yeah and they support our business and and we're very grateful to that yeah so um talk to me about the the structure it's just you, ownership structure is just you and dan yes okay and then um key members you got obviously sarah's here who else works here sarah who's who, who else is running the store here with you um, my best friend mallory <laughs> we have some hires that are um, that have been employees with us from when they're in high school and got their jobs in high school. And um, there's probably about six others that have been here pretty long term. Marnie knows just as well. Um, but yeah, our friends Taya and Vanessa are downstairs right now running the store where we're doing the interview. Um, we'll have some other help in the winter um, from Autumn, who um, she graduated from Perm High School. And um, we had Gracie here last summer and Aaliyah here. She's going to graduate this year. So just, just local girls and guys sometimes too. I haven't worked with any yet, but. No guys work no. here. There have been guys that have worked here. Dan. Dan and, it's existed. and, it's our, and Anders worked here. Um, so yeah, there's um, primarily because we're, we in the past have been very seasonal and we used to close the store down January through March. Mm. And we, that made us pretty seasonal. So, you know, that puts us running the business most, most, um, the busy season, um, May through September. So we had a lot of high school kids here and the high schoolers, um, do such a good job. They come and they work here. Um, maybe there's, they start here when they're 14, 15, 16, and then they end up staying working with us through high school, through college. And then generally until they get their, their college job after they graduate. So, um, it's been, awesome having um, the same people here year over year. And then when they're done, they send us their friends and they send us our family members. And then that's how we get new employees. And um, I think it's all about um, people really liking to be here. They like the community. They like how they're treated. Um, and they're just, they make it a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. We give the, we give um, the girls a lot of free reign on creativity um, they make a lot of, of the drink names for the lattes. Um, Taya actually was one of the people who wanted us to have the Red Bull drinks here. So, um, and just a, a lot of the fun things that you can do with drinks has literally been the girls' ideas. Yeah. Um, when did you guys go to the year-round? When <clears throat> when did you switch from being seasonal to year-round business? January of 2023 was the first year we decided okay. to. Last winter was yep. the first winter you guys ran through. And we were actually only open Thursday through Sunday. Sarah ran the store and the girls helped her as they could and um, just discovered that um, we could be open every day. Hmm. And Sarah wanted to do it. And we had the opportunity to meet um, a new employee named Mallory. Um, and she came in um, late this summer to help us. And she said that she would also like to stay and help. So it's just um, young people in the community who've moved here who want jobs and they want to work here and they love our customers and they love to be here. And obviously you were explaining, and it's just like any tourist town, like the population in here in Ottertail has to like quadruple 
or more probably. Yeah. I mean, it goes 10 X. It feels mm-hmm. like probably in the summertime. Right. Yeah. Um, so it, it's been last winter was busy enough though. There was enough people coming in the doors to justify doing it again this year. Absolutely. Okay. There yeah. you go. And Fun. You, yeah. Yeah. And you guys though are not doing it for the winter. <laughs> you and you and Dan are flying South snowbird style, right? We are flying South down to Arizona. We will be spending a little bit of time in Florida, a little bit of time in Gulf shores. And then we're, we are going to um, in March uh, visit Nashville and do some bourbon tours and Ooh. just some fun stuff like that. It's always fun visiting other areas at different regions of this beautiful country that we live in and bring fresh ideas back to our yeah. store. Yeah. They do. They come back ready to go. <laughs> and it's a good point about the leadership, about giving the girls creativity, because that's it is a lot more rewarding to have that part of the job offered to us and our opinions matter and all of that. So thank you for that. Yeah. For- so um, products and services here at the store include you make a really, really good latte. Very, very, very good. I think, was this eggnog? Yeah, like this little got seasonal eggnog. eggnog. Pretty good. She gave me the decaf. I didn't give her too much crap for giving he me didn't, decaf. Honestly. Um, but I'm not afraid of caffeine. Never, never Heard. afraid, never Noted. afraid of caffeine. Um, but, but so you guys do some really good specialty coffees. We talked a little bit about you have a, a bean that you get from somewhere in Minnesota that you kind of acquired that, um, through the business and it's, it's, it's been a very, very good source. It makes a very, very good cup of coffee. You guys also are doing some alcohol. Mm-hmm. It looks like there's a, is it just a limited to that little menu that I saw for drinks? Is that pretty much what you guys serve? Do you guys serve anything? The, the liquor add on basically started because we wanted to have that along with the music. Right. So we do music in the backyard every Thursday in the summer and then in the winter, we were having some music events. And so we expanded the alcohol menu from just beer and wine to full liquor bar. Mm. And uh, we wanted to start somewhere with a, a menu that would kind of give people an idea of some of the things that we could do. Um, but there's so much more that we do beyond just that little drink menu. And that's because the girls are always thinking up different drinks to make, there which makes it really fun. Um, so right now we're offering Bloody Marys on the weekends. We have a Bloody Mary bar and um, that's been really a really fun add on to the business. Um, obviously we have to have someone here who's 18 plus to be able to serve that. And so uh, we make sure that there's always someone on staff who is an 18 years or older so that they can serve those drinks. And of okay. course, Sarah got to go to the alcohol training class. Sure did. Thank you, Officer Keith. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it, it's been a fun add on. And, um, as you can see from my husband's collection, he there's a yeah. he has he likes different bourbons and scotches and there we go. so we've had a couple um, bourbon and blues things that we've done here. Um, we hired a gentleman from the cities. His name is Lonesome Dan Blues, not the same Dan as my husband Dan. Uh, he is Dan Case, and he is from the Twin Cities, and he plays blues music. Okay. So this year we thought it would be really fun to combine Dan's love for bourbon and everybody's love for the blues Mm -hmm. and we had a great bourbon and blues event um, where it was a ticket event and it was just a lot of fun. So that um, business add on this year has been very successful and a lot of fun. And it's, it's been bringing us a a lot of different people in the music field that we are just loving. Yeah. So you got the drinks, you got the coffee shop and then you have, um, yeah, the best way I could explain is like a lake boutique. You have everything you need to, to decorate your lake home. Absolutely. And I assume you get people who come in here and just decorate a lake, lake home or an Airbnb or something with all your guys' stuff. I assume that that happens. Every yeah. There's some great local vendors that we buy a lot of things from. Um, we partner with, uh, or we, we buy sweatshirts from, uh, lake shirts. They're blue 83. 80- for brand and also Lake Girl, uh, which is also um, part of Lake Shirts. So we buy a lot of that, those two brands and people love that clothing. And then when we go south, we uh, attend different trade shows um, that we find all sorts of fun things and bring back. And some of the stuff that we also have is stuff that's locally made. Um, we've got uh, locally made jewelry, uh, local artists. Um, I myself am an artist, so I sell some of my own artwork here in the store. And um, just it's wherever we are, we try to find new vendors. So it's been a lot of fun traveling the country and finding those fun things to bring back. What uh, what has, I guess, changed? Would it Did she have a lot of that in place 
when when you guys took over the store, have you guys changed a lot of the way the store is? Yeah, when Pam owned the store, she just had the the deli was a very small part of the business, and um, people kept asking us to have more and more and more food items. Um, they wanted us to have breakfast items. They wanted to be able to sit and have our coffee with a breakfast. And then it was, you know, how about more sandwiches and more wraps? Um, and then people just had different ideas and just the different traveling that we did uh, just kind of expanded the menu. Dan does, initially he did most of the cooking, if not all of it. Okay. And he loves to cook. And so the menu just kind of get kept getting bigger and bigger. And people wanted more and more space to sit inside, even though we had expanded the outside to have outdoor seating. Um, there's just a special ambiance about this old building that makes people just want to come and sit in here and be in here. Mm, there you go. That's hence why you guys started the music and, yeah. and got all that going. So awesome. Um, when did you start when you mentioned, but when, how long ago did you guys start doing music in here? It was the first concert that we had was going to be a live concert on Facebook uh, with our friend, Michael Dagan. And um, then COVID happened. And actually, so we were going to have a concert here in the store. Um, let me retrace my steps here. We were supposed to have a live concert here in the store with our friend Michael Dagan and many other um, acts. And because of COVID, we had to switch that and have it be a Facebook live gotcha. concert. So that's really uh, when that started. And uh, we had Michael play here in the backyard with music, Crystal Cavalier, um, and Nick came and uh, played music in the backyard. Okay. And the more music we played, the more people we met and the more musicians we met. Yeah. And then that's kind of the, obviously the food too. We didn't really talk about the food, but the food menu is like really expansive as far as like a little deli goes. Cause I assume you kind of have limited kitchen. It's not like a full kitchen back there. It's more of like a deli, right? I mean, Absolutely. I don't know what, what um, equipment you guys have back there, but you're mainly doing just prep sandwich prep table back there, but it was really, really good food. I think I had, what, what, what did you get me? The roast Italian beef? roast beef, the roast beef. It was really good. It was really good. And then there was a bunch of other good yeah. hot sandwiches. And so it is a small kitchen and we have, we build sandwiches hot and cold. We have a, a little oven that we, um, that we bake stuff in and, um, you know, Dan's gotten pretty creative. A friend of ours is a chef down in the cities, um, Jim Cross. And, um, he has, worked with us um, with a bunch of the different things when we first started, just helping us out with some ideas. And um, it was kind of fun naming some of the menu items, some of the lake names around here, like the East Battle Lake and the West Battle Lake. And actually the East Battle Lake, which is turkey, salami, Swiss cheese, chipotle mayo on a ciabatta bun baked, um, was a, a favorite. And it has a, a Italian olive salad on it. One of our employees, Autumn, said, well, if we're having an East battle, we should have a West battle. But the West battle should be made with ham. So we added that to the menu this year. And that was just another example of how our employees really um, jump in and uh, help us with the creativity of the sandwiches yeah. and, and the whole ambiance. We have a voice, yeah. too. And yeah. you always consult us. It's great. So you guys are always coming up. It's an ever-changing thing. You guys are always coming up with new ideas and, and kind of just... It is putting little tweaks on it. However, a lot of you want creativity. To do. She yeah. did say she's an artist. After yeah, all. yeah. <laughs> um, so where is uh, where is the future of this of the store? Obviously, you guys are going to be gone for the winter here. Um, you're going to continue to host music. It sounds like I've heard a few. Um, I was talking to Sarah. It sounds like there's a few music musicians lined up for the yeah, winter winter events. Um, but where is uh, I guess where do you see this thing going? Just do you have other big plans for changing anything? Absolutely. Yeah. We will be doing some um, re-landscaping of the backyard. And the backyard building, um, which is, has traditionally by us been called the cottage, used to be a retail space. And last, or, well, actually this year, we had our building resided, and the contractor needed that building um, to put his equipment in. So we did not use that space as retail space last year or this year. So next year, we plan on doing something else with that building. So that will be a surprise to the community coming up. That's something that we are working on. Um, and then uh, one of the other things that we will be expanding more on is a lot more art classes. Right now, I am... Um, I am offering 
art classes here in the store. We do it on Sundays. And I usually only do it during the off season um, because there's so many people eating here in the summer. It's hard to do an art class. And then I have done some art classes out at my friend's business, um, Jeff and Karen Lee's out at the 1910 Sip House, which is over on um, Lake Ethel. And that's been really fun. They're a little cider house and um, they've become friends of ours and it's fun to go out there and have an art show, what kind of, art class. What kind of art? Watercolor. 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 Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's what I've been doing so far, but I've got plans for a bunch of different types of art. So um, coming soon. Cool. Some art. So I didn't get to see the backyard. We didn't go back there at all. Maybe I'll have to before we before I leave. I'll have to go check it out. Is that a seasonal building back there? It Right now it is, but um, coming soon to be changed. Um just kind of a little historical note for you, because I think you'll appreciate this. That building used to be the building where they would um, prepare the bodies for the funerals. There we go. And then in 19- I thought this was the room they prepared the bodies for the funeral. <laughs> this is where the, ca- the, the apartment was where they, with a showroom of the casket. Oh, okay. So okay. they would take the bodies once a, a casket was chosen and they would get them in their Sunday best out in the, in the backyard cottage. And then um, Delmer Wiebe, who is a longtime resident of Otter Tail and a, wonderful man. Uh, he and his wife, Manila, um, lived here for many years. He told me that in the 20s, that building um, sold Model Ts out of that building. So there's actually still a space on the floor with a wood grate over it where it looks like they probably did some, I don't know, oil changes or something. I'm, I'm not quite sure. So that was kind of interesting what that building used to be. Um, so yeah. There's a lot. It would be, do you have the full list of businesses that have been in here? Somewhere? I, I do not. I you know don't. at one time it was called Trues and um, It's always been some type of a gift shop, though. Yeah, or a general store, I general think. General store. Yeah. General store. Gotcha. I know there's, a, there's a, a mark on the floor downstairs in that corner table where we were sitting where the old barbershop chair used to be. And the door that's behind that corner of the booth that we were sitting in, that was the door, the entrance to the, to the barbershop. Gotcha. So... Um, do you want to add anything else to services? What, like, what, what do you feel like you would want people to know about your store before? Yeah. You know, I think the, the most important thing here um, when you come into the store is you just never know what you're going to find. Um, when you do a lot of traveling, um, you procure a lot of really interesting things. So you just never know what you're going to find. I mean, it's going to be gifts, um, some vacation clothing. We, we do sell a lot of really interesting books. We sell some um, books from uh, local authors, um, and that's been fantastic. We have some local author events here where we have them come and do some book signings and talk with people. So just a little bit of everything. I, I mean, yeah, I was looking, I was like, oh, you got records, you got books, you got little trinkets, you got clothes, you got... Yeah, the records everything. The records have been a great addition. So we get the records from our friend Fritz over at Lakeshore Vinyl over in Fergus Falls, actually. Okay. So he brings us a new stash every few weeks, and that has just been the last few years that we've done that, and that has been really, really fun. Yeah, I've been told by a few different people that I got to go talk to that guy about the record store. Cause I didn't know there was a record store in Fergus still. It's, it's kind of a cool little, little Lake, gem. Lake shore vinyl. It's yeah. they, he's got it all going on. Actually. Um, Fritz is, um, had an open house one evening a couple years ago and he had lonesome Dan blues playing there for his open house. And that's actually how we met Dan. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. 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 So, um, talk about, and maybe Sarah, you want to talk about events or whoever wants to talk about events kind of, obviously this one's not going to come out. You guys have your event on the 16th of December. This will be out after that. Um, it'll be probably a couple of weeks, a week or so after that. Um, but it's you and Dan are playing some music. Um, what is it? Once a month, once every yeah, once weeks. a month in the winter, once every week in the summer. Okay. Um, but during the winter, we decided to go for a Saturday night so we can get the, the weekenders who want to come out. Thursday night worked out great in the summer because um, a lot of musicians might be booked on a Thursday. Um, so the events for the winter, um, Mallory and myself are going to host some. Uh, I will teach about healthy living sort of things, um, making kombucha and uh, elderberry syrup. Uh, Mallory is a makeup artist, so she can share her skincare and uh, makeup lessons. Um, so the time slot is Sundays from 2 till 3.30. 
all throughout the winter. So we're trying to get people in the door and show, share something educational to interest them. Um, so we have, um, those are classes going to be Sunday afternoons, Sunday afternoons. Gotcha. Yep. So vision boards for 2024 coming up at the end of December here. Um, so yeah, we're, we're really excited just to keep business coming in, um, for the winter and Sweet. it's been really fun to like connect with different people. And, and musicians will be once a month on Saturdays, once a month on Saturdays. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it sounded like what Nate's going to Nate Franning. Nate Franning. He's a former guest of the podcast. Yes. So. January 13th is his date. Uh, wait, where does his date on there? Well, he should be. Oh, it's down there. Yep. That's correct. Cool. From six to nine. Um, you need to sign up in advance and buy your tickets to see the show. All covers, all shows are covers. Yeah. Cover shows. Gotcha. Because yeah. gotcha. there's a limited space down there. Limited like space. 26, 28 spots. So. Okay. Yeah. And you guys don't have a problem. You guys usually sell out. Yeah. Sell those out. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. gotcha. Cool. So do you have anything, Marnie, that you want to add about the community of Otter Tail? I mean, I kind of know you mentioned like it, everyone sort of does, there's that family aspect of like being in a small town community a little bit it's smaller than Fergus. You kind of get to know people probably a little bit more, um, maybe sometimes more than you want to in a small town. I don't know, but like what's the dynamic of Otter Tail, Otter Tail like? You know, Otter Tail is such a giving community. We do, uh, we have a lot of different fundraising initiatives here in the store. Um, we talked about the, um, the pet fundraiser that we had for the Otter Tail Humane Society. Um, or Ottertail County Humane Society. We also have a giving tree uh, campaign that we run in starting at the end of November, and we adopt families, uh, local families. Uh, we work with um, a local agency who brings us the names of people who are going through some hard times, and we reach out to people in our community, and boy, do they step up to the plate to help out. Mm -hmm. People help buy presents, they donate money, uh, they donate bedding, beds, uh, all sorts of things. So I guess that would be the thing that I would like to say most about our count or about our community is it's just a super giving community. If there's ever a need for anything, all you have to do is ask a couple people and somebody's always knows somebody who, who helps out or many, many people. That's awesome. I love it. Um, how about promotions? Do you guys have, it's been a while since I've put people on the spot, but like Let's say there's a podcast listener who stumbles into the Williams Company store and says, "Hey, I heard about you guys on the podcast. Do you guys have like a little promotion? What like a, like a ten percent off for podcast listeners on their coffee?" Well, obviously, always that. But in addition <laughs> to that, we do always honor um, or offer a ten percent discount to military. Okay, absolutely. So ten percent for military. And podcast listeners. And podcast listeners. Oh, but maybe just you. I don't know. Are there are a lot of other, I mean, I don't There's, know. I don't know. So you might Actually, be surprised. You, you have knows. a good following. Actually, you, might be surprised. you are the reason that I heard Nate Froning's podcast. Right. So, and that was, that was a great podcast. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. You want to come in and say you listen to the podcast? We'll give you a 10% there off. There we go. Absolutely. There we go. Now somebody has to do it. Somebody, somebody out there has to come to the Williams Company store. We're challenging Sarah you. Sarah and Marnie. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. How about, uh, I, I want to get into, and obviously if you want to add any more to the store or your guys' future events, anything that comes to mind, feel free. But I'm going to pick your mind about mis business mistakes or life mistakes. But uh, bi biggest mistake you've made, Sarah, you go first. In business or life or life or life, not loving myself. Hmm. You got to get over that. That's all. That's all. <laughs> That's it. That's all. No more That's to the story. Huh. That's a lot right there. Yeah. Yeah. Find yourself, find yourself a Marnie, find yourself a Marnie Whitehead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's important though. Loving yourself. is important. Yeah. And using your support. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we have that here in this community. Yeah. Great. There's, it's everywhere. If you want it, if, if, if you need it, you know, like, uh, you always come across the people you need to come across in life when you need to find them. You know, I, I couldn't that, agree more. I think that we have a, a person in, who has been in our community for over 88 years, Delmer Weeby. Hmm. He and his wife, Manila Weeby lived down the block from the store. And he also owned the garage that was across the street from the store, which is now Otter Fitness. Uh, Delmer and his wife fostered over 150 children in this community during their married life. 
Hopefully not at once. They have a big house, but not that big. They have people that come and visit them who had them when they were children. It's, That's it's a just, lot. It's amazing. Like. But that is a testament to this community, really. Yeah. Dang. How about you, Marnie? Biggest mistake you've made in life or business? I would have to say the biggest mistake I've made is not listening to my customers, to my customers. And what I mean by that is um, you think that there are things that people want. And if, if people aren't accepting of that or buying that, um, you just really need to listen to your customers. And I would say probably the first couple years, um, Dan and I thought that the business should be, um, that we should have certain things in here. And people kept asking us and asking us and asking us um, to do more, um, in particular with the deli. And we finally started listening to people. And now it's just, it's quadrupled in its capacity. And um, I really thank people for, for telling me what they wanted. Um, it's the community members that keep this business going. And it's important as a business, as a business owner to listen to your customers. I've heard that a lot in the mistakes and advice section throughout some, from some other different people. I think the conclusion, the consensus that we always circle back to is you have to listen to your customers. You also have to be willing to filter out and apply the right things that you hear. You can't just hear, you can't listen too much. You have to listen enough, but you can't listen too much, but there is that fine line. But yeah, your customers are the ones that, that you're in business for. They're the ones that you're here to serve. Like you got to give them what they want, right? That's the whole point of business. Absolutely. So absolutely. um, How about best business advice? I'll go. Yeah. yeah, go. I was like, okay, so if you don't love yourself, then, you know, that's a mistake. But then to continue on that, like to love yourself the best, like just accept who you are and set the goals that are pertinent to you. So in, in the business, I'm really just attaching to doing the events and the music and, and I'm supported in those choices here too. So that's another thing about finding your community is that, that, that you'll have people who support you in whatever you choose that's right for you. So it's a lot about personal autonomy and boundaries and also just setting goals for what you want. And it helps other people's, it helps other people to help yourself. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Thank you. What do you got, Marnie? Best business advice. And what would Dan say if he was here? What would his best business advice be? (laughs) (laughs) If you could channel inside of his mind. Well, I actually, I think what the comment that you made about um, listening but not too much mm. is probably the best advice that Dan would say. Um, you know, there are people who want you to do certain things, and it's it's either um, not something that you're interested in or not something think that you think you want to do. Like, we don't want to be a bar. Yeah, we have liquor here, but we don't want to be a bar. We're not a bar. Um so I think that's what Dan would say. What I would say is um, is to make sure that I'm listening to my partner and um, and that we're together on things. Because when you're in business with someone, um, especially when it's your spouse, um, you really need to like each other. <laughs> and we really like each other. And so we respect each other and um, and listen to each other. And there are some things, some crazy ideas that I've had that he's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, okay, let's scale this a little bit, Marnie. <laughs> Don't make me do something crazy. And, and so it's, it's important to, to make sure that you're respecting and um, honoring um, each other and, and working with each other and work at listening to the people that you work with. I mean, we all work together. It's not Dan and I running this business. It's all of us coming together with ideas and working together to make it happen. Yeah. Business with uh, your partner or with your significant other is always an extra, there's always an extra layer of that, right? Because you don't ever really get to, what was, uh, I think, um, who was it that was telling me, I think it might have been Dan Olson who was telling me that they just need to schedule time for him and Mary to not be um, 
in music mode, you know, like schedule time for them to just be a couple. Yeah. You know, like not be in business mode all the time. We just have to be, live our lives and be separate from our business, even though we're in business together and that's our whole life. So um, there's definitely that aspect. Yeah. And taking time off to enjoy each other. I mean, we don't work every day. We have days off um, and that's, you know, we have those days off because we have people that work with us that know how to run the business and they do a better job than we do most days. <laughs> she says, my boyfriend's taking me on a date. Yeah, that's what I say. Yep. We call Dan my boyfriend. Nice, so. nice. Um, well, what else? How can the people get a hold of you guys? You have a very nice website. I saw the website. Um, so you can get some information there. What is that? The Williams Com- Company Store? Yep, www.thewilliamscompanystore.com. Okay, I'll get it in the show description. Otherwise, show up out here in Ottertail. Um, if this comes out before Christmas, let it be a reminder to shop not only here at the Williams Company Store, but everywhere. Um, you know, whether you're in Fergus, getting something from a small business in Fergus, um, supporting, you know, any of the sponsors I have here, the Williams Company Store, like get your gifts local. It goes a long ways. That's like how these stores are going to continue to exist if people come in here and buy a, a little gift or a little piece of art or something um that's that's how you that's how you support your local community so come out here and shop for christmas season or birthdays so but what else do you guys have to to add do you want to add anything else here yeah we're open christmas eve um, oh. nine till three okay close christmas but we're gonna be open every day throughout the winter nine to five except for holidays and you know what if you're bored come on out Sundays are going to be days where we're having lots of different things going on um, in the afternoon. So come out and say hi to Mallory and Sarah and the other people that we have working here while Dan and Marnie are not here. (laughs) And keep an eye out on Facebook, the Williams Company Store on Facebook. You guys will post events, music. If you guys have any like pop-up events, that's probably the best way to stay on top of it, I assume. Absolutely. It is. Facebook. As always, Facebook runs everything, unfortunately, Mm -hmm. but... Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time. Um, I don't really have anything else to add unless you guys do. Um, if you guys want to get a hold of the show, ffbspodcast at gmail.com is the best way to do it. If you guys want to be a guest, if you know somebody who you want to recommend I reach out to to be a guest, feel free to shoot me an email. Um, otherwise, yeah, I appreciate you guys. We and, appreciate uh, you. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, appreciate these sponsors, Stumbinos, Elevate, Victor Lundin's, Hotel 8, Biffley's Bookmark, and Lakes Area Grow Co. So get out there, support your local businesses, and enjoy what's left of this uh, this holiday season here. Maybe we're going to get some snow. It's like 40 degrees right now in December. So I really I'm, like the hoarfrost. That was pretty. Nobody's complaining. You no. Know? <laughs>